You're listening to WJMF Radio, the beat of Bryant. You don't have to. It's a Stetson Bennett curtain call here. Here we go. Bennett. Caps a career that began with no scholarship offer at Georgia. He'll leave with a legacy unlike anybody else at this school. What is going on, you guys? Welcome back to Down the Wire. I'm your host, Brian Costa, and today I've got a great episode in store for you. The NFL regular season has come and gone, and now as we gear up for the playoffs, some of the league's premier franchises are now on the outside looking in. On today's episode, we'll tackle what's next for the New England Patriots, the future of Aaron Rodgers, and so much more. But before we do all that, I'd like to first welcome today's guest to the show. Creating content on TikTok under the username at NFL Noel, she has quickly amassed a following with her commentary and analysis of football's biggest storylines. So without any further ado, please welcome to the show, Noel D'Amico. Noel, glad to have you with us here today. Hello. Thank you so much for having me on. I'm super excited. Absolutely. So, uh, uh, Noel, obviously we talked about, I, I mentioned some NFL storylines that we'll get into mm-hmm. on the show, but uh, I first want to talk about that real nail biter of a game we had last night in the college football <laughs> playoff. Um, yeah. Georgia and TCU squared off in the national championship at SoFi stadium in Los Angeles. And wow, that thing got out, out of hand very quickly. Uh, mm-hmm. 60, 65 to seven final. Um, did you catch the game? What are your thoughts on everything? Yeah. I mean, obviously going into it, everyone was thinking like this was going to be like a David and Goliath kind of blowout situation. But I was like in the back of my mind, hoping that it was going to be a little bit closer. I had a little bit more faith in TCU that they could keep up. And I feel like after like the first quarter, it was sort of looking a little bit even when they got, you know, TCU's first touchdown. But then second half came and I feel like they just got so far behind. They like Georgia was on a roll and there was no stopping them at that point. Yeah, no, I mean, it got out of hand real quick. I mean, Stetson Bennett, uh, the super senior, whatever you want to call him, <laughs> uh, he, he passed for uh, 304 yards, four passing touchdowns, two rushing, tied Joe Burrow's uh, 2019 single game record. Um, I mean, he was fantastic in this game, but to be, on, to be completely honest with you, he didn't even need to touch the field last night and Georgia would still be the national champions. Um, they are just on a completely different level right now. Kirby Smart has them firing on all cylinders and uh it, it just was not even close to begin with um similar to you i was really hoping that tcu could pull it out um so I, i'm actually a michigan fan so seeing them mm-hmm. uh seeing them rip the uh, seeing them beat the wolverines uh kind of rip my heart out there and uh you know i was like well i i kind of the mentality sometimes as long as the team is likable i'm like well you might as well lose to the champion so i was gunning for tcu in that game hoping they could finish the job and obviously um, wasn't the case there. Yeah. And I think a lot of credit to TCU for getting that far as well. Like they had a great season and like, it sucks to come that far to fall into second place, but I think it's an accomplishment nonetheless to have made it there. Yeah. I mean, I mean, they had an incredible story. I loved the, uh, I loved the whole Max Duggan, you know, he's, he seemed like a really amazing like guy. Like I saw like the press conferences, the, um, you know, where he's like breaking down and he's like really hoping that the team can get a bid. Kind of remind me a little bit of Tim Tebow when uh when the Florida Gators uh ended up losing and losing uh before their national championship season and a lot of people were a lot of people kind of like doubted them and he said all right I'm gonna do whatever I can to bring this team a national championship and I thought that there was gonna be something similar with that but 
again, Georgia is a huge public university. TCU is a much smaller institution, and it's just going to be a much tougher uh, battle for them. But what I have to wonder now is, you know, the college football playoff, they kept teams like Alabama out of the final four. Um, I know we're going to see an expanded playoff, but what do you think this is going to do moving forward for, you know, teams like TCU out of out of those smaller conferences? I don't know. I think it's going to be really interesting to see. I feel like college football is just so different than the NFL. There's so many moving pieces. And like, like you said, with Georgia just being a bigger school in general, that comes with different advantages. So I feel like it'll be very like different and new. And I'm excited for that. Yeah. To see what it'll go with. Yeah. I'm excited for the expanded playoff as well. I think it allows for, you know, I think it could possibly allow for some greater upsets to creep in there. I'm just hoping that this game isn't they, they that the college football playoff committee and other people don't use this as an excuse to keep some of these smaller schools out. Give TCU credit. They had a fantastic season. were an unranked coming into this year and they ended up being the third team in the country. Um, whether some people want to say it's whether it's deserved, you can argue that, but um, you know, credit where it's due. Um, I still wonder though, if that, final third ranking probably is where they should have been. I would have probably said that they should have probably been moved to fourth and ha- had this game a couple weeks earlier. Mm-hmm. And then I would have said, then have the other semifinal game be a rematch of the game, Michigan, Ohio state. And then, you know, with the best of those team, two teams, I think that that probably would have been a better fight against uh, Georgia, frankly, even, you know, Alabama, even though they were like ranked, I believe outside the top five this year, they would have still given a good fight. So um, I, I think that there was definitely some, I think that there definitely could have been a better way to have, have seeded this thing, but uh, you know, you, you, you kind of do what you have to do. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. But obviously uh, credit to Stetson Bennett, credit to Kirby smart and those guys. Um, I don't know what his NFL future is going to look like really, if there is any, I saw a lot of people on the broadcast last night saying that um, they could see him potentially as a Brock Purdy type, where if you Mm -hmm. get him in the right system and you get him surrounded by a ton of good weapons, he could potentially be something and, you know, have some success in the NFL. I don't know where that system is going to be because, you know, the 49ers are taken right now with Brock Murray, with Trey Lance, and who knows what the deal is going to be with Jimmy Garoppolo. Um, I don't know what other franchises are best shaped for that. Do you have any ideas for that? I feel like I could see the Panthers maybe needing something like that. But I feel the same way about it, that it's a very, like, rare situation that, like, yeah, we don't see very much with, like, slim opportunities going into the NFL to, like, draft someone like that and be able to succeed. And even Purdy, like, got lucky that the way this season played out, it's such a rare situation, but he was ready to go when the time yeah. came. So I think that's what's important. Yeah, I have to agree with you. I just don't know where his spot's going to be. I mean, he's probably going to have to start off as in some sort of a backup role. I mean, he's 25 years old. Um, you know, it's not going to it's some almost like a Brandon Whedon situation. Like it's like, where is this guy going to fit in? So um, his future, I wish him the best of luck. I wish all these guys the best of luck in the NFL moving forward. But um, we now will move over into NFL news and, uh, you know, talk about the state of, you know, the, the New England Patriots. They are their season, unfortunately, came to a uh, tough end in Buffalo, uh, 35-23 final. Uh, I will say this. Um, I'm happy that the Bills were able to give a strong showing for DeMar Hamlin and, you know, and his condition. Obviously, um, it's been over a week since his cardiac arrest uh, on the field in uh, Cincinnati. I'm glad that, you know, he's doing better in that 
you know, that first kick return for a touchdown, that's storybook. You can't write it any better mm-hmm. than that. So mm-hmm. I, I thought that was a cool little thing to have. But then once the second one came around, I was like, okay, let, let's pump the brakes yeah. here. This is getting a little extreme. Um, what, what were your thoughts about that whole uh, ordeal? I felt the exact same way. I'm really happy, first of all, to hear about Tamar Hamlin doing better. That's just a true miracle. Um, but it was like it was hard to root against Buffalo in a sense because of all that. Like the just this yeah. game, there was so much like love surrounding it. And so like it was hard to be like, oh, like I don't know, because you could just see their like love and support in that moment, which was great. And same like that first kickoff return just seemed like that's fate. Like something, something yeah. bigger was <laughs> happening there. But the second time, yeah, it was like, all right, we could have could have cost us the game right there. So, I mean, and it arguably did. Um, but I feel like we, besides those two things, we held our own pretty decently. I was like comparing it to last year. I want to say it was the wild card game against Buffalo where it was just like tough to watch. Like anytime yeah. we played Buffalo was tough to watch. So I feel like at least we had a fighting chance and we looked okay during the game. But yeah. Yeah, I mean, it was a much stronger showing, obviously. Um, Mac Jones did have three picks in the game, but um, looked a little bit, looked better throughout. He was 26 of 40, 243 yards, three TDs. Um, You know, I think that the offense, for the most part, flowed probably with him the best it has, at least, I would say, possibly this season. You could at least say, at least in the past couple weeks, they were running a lot of the offense that um, was that was really successful when Bailey Zappi was at the helm. And for some reason, Matt Patricia wasn't running certain types of play action with Mac that he was running with Zappi, even though that even though play, even though player wise, they're very similar. So um, I was happy to see him have some success there. And I think that it could give you something to build off as you go into the offseason. I just wish that we had seen it sooner. Yes, I totally agree. I feel like we were on a good little like building streak here, but it kind of came at the wrong time and not quick enough because there was just so many games that we probably should have won that maybe would have got us into the playoffs earlier in the season that we just blew that shot and it put us in a tougher situation. Yeah. I mean, I think that I, I, I'm now just wondering as we do head into the off season, I mean, even in our best offensive showing, we were still, you know, very far behind what, um, behind what Buffalo can put on the field. So it makes me wonder, what are we going to have to do going this offseason? In my opinion, the first thing is that Cam Accord, special teams coordinators, got to go. Probably should have been gone last year. Um, I mean, when you're giving up two TDs and the quarterback isn't even touching the ball, it's inexcusable. And I think that that's probably got to be the first thing that you address in this offseason. And then second thing, and then second thing as well is, you know, you're going to have to do something with your offensive play calling. Matt Patricia this year was way too conservative, was calling way too many screen passes. And just the offense wasn't created creative enough to really push the ball downfield. I know that there have been some talks of bringing Bill O'Brien back into New England, different things like that. But um, I, I don't know what the future is going to look like on the offensive side of the ball, but I know that we definitely need to some, see some changes on that side. I agree. The, I think it was just a big frustration this season with the offensive yeah. play calling. And I think that like, even we saw that frustration publicly between Mac Jones and Matt Patricia. And it's like, when that relationship is just butting heads, it's like, it's hard to come back from that and like see eye to eye feel like the offense wasn't really built around Mac Jones it almost seemed like he was just not set up to have as good of a season as he could have he was kind of just existing in it yeah yeah I feel like we need something new there I feel like it needs to start over and give him a fighting chance at having a better season 
Yeah, I mean, I think that what I you said frustrating, which I think is definitely a good um a good word to use to describe this team because it felt like uh, like talent wise they were capable of so much more than they actually were able to put on the field. Um, you know, there are some teams where you're just deplete of talent and it's like, you, you, what are you going to do? Like you're facing these juggernauts and, you know, you really don't stand a chance here. But I, I mean, you look at, you look at this team and it's like, I mean, Kendrick Bourne, when he was on the field and producing for this team, he was an excellent wide receiver was, you know, in that, uh, since he game was ranked the top was t- ranked the top graded wide receiver in the league. So given a chance he can explode, but you know, he misses one meeting with the Patriots and basically he's put in Matt Patricia's doghouse for the entire year. So, um, that was frustrating. And then even the thing with Cam Accord, I mean, you know, it's not like you couldn't have found a better special teams coordinator. I mean, hell, you have a guy on your roster who, and on your coaching staff, who was so good at his job of coaching special teams, it got him a head coaching position. Now, whether he deserved that head coaching position, Joe Judge did a good enough job as your special teams coordinator to make people think, oh, wow, if he can lead this unit good enough, maybe he could lead a team. Put him back where he is strongest and take him away from being this quarterback coach that he obviously isn't. And, Mm -hmm. you know, we just weren't playing to our strengths this year, which was so frustrating. Mm-hmm. I also have been hearing recently, and I know we're probably going to get to talking about Arizona and that whole situation, yeah. but talks of Cliff Kingsbury coming in and being mm-hmm. the offensive coordinator because he did, he got drafted into New England back in the day. So there is some sort of relationship there. It's not as strong as maybe like Bill O'Brien. I don't know if that's a real possibility, but do you have any thoughts on him potentially coming to New England? Yeah, I've seen those. I've seen those reports as well. I think that's definitely a possibility, mainly because, I mean, you know, Bill Belichick is very well known for liking his guys and, you know, wanting, you know, a certain staff in that locker room. And I think that Cliff Kingsbury, you know, to get drafted by Bill Belichick and to be brought in this team, there's usually something more than just the pure talent that a guy like Bill Belichick likes. There's usually those mental, you know, just like the way a guy thinks the those intangibles that um, really make up a player. And I think that if Bill Belichick believes that Cliff Kingsbury can tap into Mac Jones and get the best out of him in terms of his play style, I think he'd be willing to bring him in. I mean, I, I, you know, with the way things kind of fell apart in Arizona, I have some, I'm a little hesitant as to getting him here, but again, it wouldn't be in a head coaching role. He'd have Bill Belichick really kind of having him in line. So, um, if you could get the best out of Cliff Kingsbury, which is, you know, playoff football, I'm willing to get him in here. Yeah, I think it'd be interesting to see for sure. Yeah, I mean, going off the whole thing with Cliff Kingsbury, he's out in Arizona. That thing has really fallen apart uh, quickly. I know their general manager, Steve Keim, is now out of a job as well. Um, He's stepping away, I guess, due to health reasons. But um, what do you think of the situation going on out there right now? I just I feel like if I were in that fan base, I'd be stressed out by all of this like sudden change because I mean, it. I feel like the Cardinals should have probably been a playoff team. That's what going into the season, they were looking like they could be better. And they faced like Kyler Murray with the injury. Like there's a lot of factors, but one player shouldn't really completely derail you from a season that you could have. So I don't know. I think it's really crazy timing and just everything kind of going apart at once, but I hope they can pull it together in this off season and figure it out. Yeah. I mean, it's crazy because just a couple of months ago, uh, Cliff Kingsbury in Arizona, they agreed to a deal that was going to, you know, have him as the coach through the 2027 season. And within the within the span of less than a year, they just decided to completely gut that front office altogether, which 
I mean, it's not unprecedented in the NFL, but when you make a commitment like that to a guy and you don't even give him another year, it means that there were probably other things going on that they wanted to fix with that organization. Yeah. Yeah. I do wonder though, what is, what do you think is going to, you know, be the future of Kyler Murray? Obviously he had that ACL tear against the Patriots. It's a tough injury. You wish him the best of luck in recovering from that. But, um, you know, obviously an ACL tear for a lot of guys, it's kind of just like, it's kind of just like, you know, a broken finger at this point. A Mm -hmm. lot of people can, you know, come back from it and be stronger, but it usually depends on the type of player. Obviously when Tom Brady tore his ACL in 2008, he had that recovery season in 2009 and, you know, went on to win a couple more MVPs after that. So it's not, so like guys like that are able to come back and be stronger as a result. But when you have a guy like Kyler Murray, who's so dependent on his mobility in the pocket, being able to create and escape and, you know, make broken plays into and turn broken plays into positive yardage. Um, I don't know necessarily how he's going to be able to come back and, you know, really be that and be as, uh, as strong as he once was, you know, his arm has always kind of been called in the question. I know he had the hail Murray play to Deandre Hopkins, but I don't know where do you, how do you think that he's going to fare when coming back from this injury? I think it's like you said, it's going to be a lot on him because everyone takes these types of injuries differently, but I think it might force him to work on those areas that he is not the best at. Yeah. Like he, you know, you take out, he'll still have the ability to run. He'll still be fine. But when that's not going to be maybe his emphasis anymore, it might allow him, it might force him to move in another direction. So it could take him in such a great way to being even better than he was. He could definitely come back stronger, but again, that's really going to be dependent on him and how the recovery process goes. And even where he's at mentally is huge. Yeah. I mean, I think that the best possible scenario I think you could look at for that is maybe take a guy like Michael Vick, who, you know, when he came into the league in 2001 was, you know, was, you know, known for his um, was known for his running game uh, set records that, you know, were that held until Lamar Jackson came into the league. And then when he went away and and went and went off to jail and then came back, he then had to kind of reinvent himself, you know, really showed off his strong arm, which he had always, but um, was really able to kind of dial in his accuracy with the Eagles. And, you know, like you said, he still had his run game, but it wasn't you, but he didn't have to lean on it like a crutch as he kind of did with the Falcons. Yeah. And I think that'd be great to see from Kyler Murray. I think it's a possibility. And I feel like he could have a good future if, you know, it goes the right way for him. Yeah. I think that I I'm I do wonder what they're going to do going forward, obviously with the rest of the team, he's, you know, tearing, tearing your ACL this late into the season when he did tear it. Um, it's likely he's not going to be back till probably mid season next year. I mean, you'll have the whole off season, but that recovery process is usually about like, you know, somewhere between nine months to a year to come back from. So um, when he is able to come back, the team around him might look completely different. Obviously he had Zach Ertz with him. He had Deandre Hopkins, but uh, those guys could potentially be out the door, you know, maybe D hop to new England. That could be great. But mm-hmm. um, you know, th- this Arizona team is definitely going to really ex- like, it's going to, I'm, I'm obviously it's going to be some sort of a rebuild, but um, with the competition in that NFC West, they're really going to try to have to retool and figure out how they're going to compete with this competition moving forward. Yeah. I think it's going to be, a little bit of a rocky road for them potentially. And I think it's going to be dependent on this off season and how much they can get in order as a whole organization. Yeah. I think they're going to try it again to build it up through the draft, do things like that. Um, And I think for them right now, this is probably the best. This is probably the right time to tear it all down. I mean, like I said, being in that competitive conference, 
Um, you have the 49ers who are an absolute juggernaut right now. You have the Seattle Seahawks who, you know, really surprised everyone. People thought they were going to be 0 and 17, you know, not able to win a game with Geno Smith as the quarterback. And now he's a pro bowler. Um, so, I mean, like that's a very competitive conference. And, you know, even with the Rams falling off, um, those two teams are probably going to start to, you know, tail off a little bit, rebuild. And then once teams like the 49ers and the Seahawks start to come back down to earth, maybe they can surge up and, you know, take over that conference. Yeah, totally. Yeah. But, um, I do wonder with, with, the you know, to, you know, I was talking about Deandre Hopkins and his future with the, with the Cardinals. Do you think that Bill Belichick would be willing to bring a guy like that into this team? I could see it. I yeah. definitely think, I feel like DeAndre Hopkins is just so amazing to watch. Like, cause you can yeah. see his passion. I was also watching hard knocks this season too. And the whole story with his mom is just sure. really like inspiring and moving. And so I feel like that is huge when it comes to football, because it's about why you play it's everything. And I feel like that's something that Belichick would look for in a player. So I could, I could see that move happening. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, you saw him after the game and he, and you know, he, he was saying like, man, I'm glad we only have to face you every four years. And, you know, there are, there are just, there are, few guys that Bill Belichick will really talk highly of obviously you know guys from his past like Lawrence Taylor he talks highly of but you know it's it's even it's basically like pulling teeth for him to sometimes say positive things about Tom Brady so for him to be as uh as positive as he has been uh towards DeAndre Hopkins I mean it shows that not only does he appreciate appreciate the talent but he appreciates the mind of the guy and I think that if he could get him in here that would be a huge plus for Mac Jones be able to really give him one of those number one targets that, you know, um, some of his Alabama, you know, um, you know, fellow quarterbacks, they've gotten them with their teams. J um, Jalen hurts down in Philly. You know, he give him AJ Brown, you give him Devonte Smith. He's able to, ex he's able to explode down there. And then you look at uh Tua down in Miami, he's getting, uh, he's, he's got Tyreek and then he got uh, Jalen Waddle and, you know, he had an incredible season this year at minus the concussion. So I think that if he's able to get those offensive weapons, Mac Jones and the Patriots, they could really explode next year. A hundred percent agree. I feel like that's something to really look at in this off season, because we don't have like that number one wide no. receiver, that number one person. So it's hard to build something. We already have a, like a, fairly new quarterback so yeah. to have that and to not have that number one guy on the offense is just a, a rough combination so hopefully we can get someone in there to help them out yeah I mean it's it's the fact that like there isn't even a guy on this roster that other teams in my opinion really have to game plan for the only person you could probably say is Ramondre Stevenson but you know there are games even where he can you know just go through spells and really isn't as active I mean he had that crucial fumble against the Cincinnati Bengals like Nothing really on that offense, in my opinion, scares other teams in the league. There's nothing really too many teams have to game plan for. Obviously, you have to look over offensive tendencies and things like that. But, you know, there's not like there's no real player I can point to on that Patriots offense and say and basically say that's the guy we need to watch out for. Like, that's the that's really the weapon like the, of this team. Like, obviously, there are pieces you can build around, like like I mentioned, Stevenson, Hunter Henry, Um, you know, again, if uh, Kendrick Bourne and um. Uh, Devontae Parker can get back into it like they they're good pieces but you still need that guy and I think mm -hmm. that a guy like Park, a guy like Hopkins could really um make this team accelerate and you know hopefully you know do better moving forward yeah yeah I agree I think that number one person would be huge and I also think like you said like we have those people they're just yeah. not that 
you know, that scary thing that other teams have to look at. Yeah. But I think it's great to build off of like Hunter Henry. I feel like there's so much potential there. We've seen a lot already. And I feel like I hope that can just be a, a good person for Mac to consistently have in mm-hmm. the future. Yeah, I mean, they're good complimentary pieces, but you still need that. You still need that top dog. And, you know, I hope it could be DeAndre Hopkins. If not, maybe you go into uh, maybe you go into the draft and you get that and you get that good wide receiver from Ohio State. Mm-hmm. So um, however you got to do it, you you know, they definitely need to make some some drastic moves this offseason. I hope they can do it. But um, another topic I want to talk about is, uh, you know, you know, we were talking about Mac Jones and his play and quarterback position. Another quarterback that uh, his future is kind of uncertain right now is that of Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers. Um, you know, they were trying to run the table part two, make it back to the playoffs and their and their dreams kind of fell shy when they lost to the Lions 20 to 16 on Sunday night football. So um, they're out of the playoffs. And a lot of people are wondering, Aaron Rodgers is 39 years old. Is this going to be his last go around? A lot of people thought last year was going to be his last go around. So mm-hmm. um, I don't know. Do you think that this is it for A-Rod? I don't think so. I feel, I mean, even just thinking money wise, the amount of money that he is getting and can get in this next year has to be some sort of an incentive. Obviously I feel like also to leave on like not even having a playoff run is not something any player wants to do. So I could see him. I don't know that he will continue with green Bay necessarily. I could see him going elsewhere, but I feel like he also made, he made similar remarks in the past about like thanking his teammates at the end of the season. So, and then he came back. So I don't think it's a sure indicator of his future. Yeah. I think that, I mean, it's definitely not a sure indicator of his future, but um, you know, I think that it still is definitely uh, it still definitely probably has some, some, po- some importance uh, to it. Um, I am a little concerned though, with this team, with that Packers team moving forward. I don't know if you saw the clip of Alan Lazard in the locker room, um, following the game, but he basically said, I'm done with this team. I'm out. Like this is going to, this was my last game as a Packer. And he was kind of talking about his legacy in a sense. And he, and he ended up saying, it's almost like, it's almost like store, not storybook, but he almost said, it's almost like fate that my first game here was against the lions. And so is my last game, which this is. And I'm like, Oh, so he's just making these claims. Like he's just throwing yeah. this out there. Um, so I wonder what, I wonder what they're going to really try to do moving forward. Um, you know, you lost Devontae Adams last year to the Raiders and, you know, the Packers traditionally haven't spent big in free agency. So I don't know what they're going to try to do to really convince A-Rod, hey, we're going to have a better shot next year. You should come back. Yeah. And especially they have a young team. They will have a young team. And <clears throat> that's not really a factor for Aaron Rodgers to want to stay, in my yeah. opinion. I don't think it would keep him from it necessarily, but it's not a big drawing factor where if he had the opportunity to go to a team that's already got those other positions that have more experience. Mm-hmm. And I know I, so I hear you're saying like him going to another team. Um, I, I, so I, I think that it's definitely a possibility, but I think at this point in his career, his it's, I, I mean, I used to think this about Brady as well. And I used to think, all right, his legacy set, he's going to want to be where he is. But um, I don't know if, if Rogers is going to want to leave green Bay at this point, if in your opinion, is there a spot that you could really see him going to? I don't I like I would say somewhere like the 49ers, but I don't think I don't know that they'd necessarily be looking, especially how Purdy is doing. And we don't know how, you know, Trey Lance and Garoppolo might be back. So I don't know that they would be looking. But I think a team built like that would be appealing to Rodgers. We've got McCaffrey and Kittle and all those players ready to go. But I agree. I feel like I mean, he's been in Green Bay so long. It's hard to see him leaving. But, you know, the same went for Brady and like 
age-wise as well like you think oh they've been here forever they don't want to switch it up but I mean Brady did and it went well for him that first season so I wouldn't put it past Rodgers to maybe be looking to that as like an example yeah I mean something that could something that just kind of came to my mind is the possibility would he want to team up with Devontae Adams again and go and go out to Las Vegas and you know go on that Raiders team they got a great offense in my opinion with you know you got Darren Waller you got Josh Jacobs in that backfield you'll have Devontae uh Hunter Renfro is a great slot option so um I think that you know, you have an offensive mind like Josh McDaniels. He obviously had struggles this season, but I think you get a quarterback of Rogers talent in there. I think he could really unlock something and, you know, potentially have them, you know, run the table out in Vegas. Yeah, I could see it. Yeah. The only thing that would be the problem with that is, you know, when Brady went down um, to the NFC South, his only competition really was the Saints. But that was, again, in Drew Brees' last season, he dealt with injuries at the time. And, you know, it really wasn't much of a competition for that year and other years afterwards. It was kind of just a cakewalk for them. I mean, they made the playoffs this year with a losing record. So um, I just wonder what would the best situation be for Rodgers? Because if he's to go out to Vegas, he's going to be competing against the Chiefs. He's going to be competing against all those other teams, um, even the Chargers as well. And, you know, who knows? Maybe the Broncos can figure things out. But um you know, is there another team where, you know, maybe there is a possible like losing record kind of situation like the division in it isn't as good that maybe you think he could really build up his reputation through? That's a hard one. I don't none come to mind off the, only, the top of my head. The only but... thing I the only thing I could think is that if Brady leaves, maybe he could fill his spot in Tampa. Yeah. Like that's the only thing I'm thinking, but like I'm I'm really stretching here. Yeah. Even like like the um Jags Titans division they were also not super strong this year maybe somewhere I don't know if any of those teams though really would be looking but and I don't know if and I, and I don't know and I really don't know if that's appealing to them like like yeah. is, like is, like like are, like are you gonna think Aaron Rodgers Jacksonville Jaguar like I, yeah well yeah. obviously not obviously not Jacksonville because of Trevor Lawrence but like even the Tennessee Titans is that gonna be like an appealing an appealing place for him I don't know yeah yeah but obviously this league right now, it's, it's going crazy right now. Um, we're getting ready for the playoff push. Um, I, I got to wonder what are, what are your thoughts? Uh, well, actually, before we talk about the playoffs, I do want to say this. Um, if this is it for Aaron Rodgers, um, you know, obviously he's had an incredible career hall of fame career. Um, but I got to wonder what are the, what are the Packers going to want to do next? So let's say this is it for Aaron Rodgers. Are you comfortable if you're a Packers fan, Packers, you know, management going with Jordan Love and having him play next year as your starter? I think so, because I mean, he was a high draft pick when they originally drafted him and he's had those seasons on the sidelines now, just watching and learning. And I feel like it's unpredictable. I guess you don't know until you put him out there and see really what he could do. But I think based on looking at that time he spent and that preparation and the stats, I think that it would be a good move for them. And I could see them sticking with him as the future. Yeah. I mean, I could see, I could definitely see them going with him. I mean, he had that good uh, second half against the uh, Philadelphia Eagles. He, you know, was able to, you know, it was definitely a significant improvement over his game against the Kansas city chiefs where, you know, he kind of looked lost out there. There was, you know, really kind of think some confusion as to, you know, just his play on the field. And a lot of people raised some questions and were saying like, this isn't the guy, but, I mean, his track right now is very similar to, to that of Aaron Rodgers. Um, Aaron Rodgers, his first three years in the league, sat the bench. 
um, was behind Brett Favre and then in 08 came out and really just took the league over. So I think that's potential for, I think that could potentially be the case for Jordan Love. Um, I, again, because we haven't seen him in full and outside of preseason games and things like that, where he's facing the second unit, you really can't get a pulse for that. So I would at least say, give him a shot. I mean, he hasn't earned, he hasn't, in my opinion, played himself out of the position. So I would say, give him a shot, let him go in there and, you know, let the cards fall where they do. I agree. Yeah. But now as uh, I do want to now come back to that, to that segment that I just got off of, but I remember the Jordan love thing. Um, Again, gearing up for the NFL playoffs, um, we're going to see some potential crazy things going on in the AFC with a potential neutral site AFC championship. Mm-hmm. Um, what are your thoughts um, on both conferences You know, right now? Who is your favorite to maybe come out of both of those? I Okay, NFC, I really am favoring the 49ers, which I feel like you could look at it two ways because you have like – um, a rookie quarterback in a Super Bowl is like a not a thing really and to see that happen I feel like would be insane which is part of the reason I would love to see that happen I think it'd be really cool but on the other hand like you have those star players you have Kittle you have McCaffrey you have a team you have Debo Samuel like there's people there it's not like this all brand new team and I think it would be a really fun Super Bowl game or even title game to see so I I'd root for them over on that side I think they have a shot. I don't think it's out of the picture for them. Um, AFC, I there's so many contenders, I feel like. And I guess it's hard to pick. I would say I feel like the Bengals will have a run based on last season. I could see them getting far again. I also – I'm pulling for Buffalo. I feel like even that after coming out of that loss against them, I just – they're a good team. They're, yes. they're really – they have the potential for it, and I really want it for them. Even before the DeMar situation, I think – they're deserving of it. They've persevered and really come a long way as an organization that we haven't seen from Buffalo ever. Yeah, no, I definitely agree. I think that Buffalo could make a strong push in the playoffs. Um, I do think that since he probably might have the edge over them, in my opinion, but um, again, we, we still shouldn't discount the Kansas city chiefs. I mean, they did earn that number one seed. They are in that position for a reason. Um, I think that they have a I think they have really a chance this year to just absolutely run away with it. Pat Mahomes is, you know, once again uh, doing things that only MVP that only MVP quarterbacks do. Um, you know, he's almost turned it up another notch this year. I'm, I mean, with that sideways pass to Jerick McKinnon down the sideline against the Broncos. Um, again, he's just out there doing incredible stuff and even without Tyreek Hill, I think they're still a dangerous offense. So, um, they should definitely be one to watch. Um, in the NFC, I do agree with you. I think that the 49ers would be a great team to see come out of it. Um, really, the Eagles, it's going to be a matter of whether uh, Hertz is healthy again. And even if he is, you know, what's it going to be like shaking off that rust? Um, and then when you look at a team like the Vikings, I personally think that they're a paper tiger. I think that they could go down, you know, as early as this weekend, in my opinion, just because yeah. I just, I, you know, I like Kirk Cousins. I like, I like Justin Jefferson, but. I feel like, you know, you get a team against them like the Giants, like they're facing this weekend and, you know, anything can happen. So um, I'm proud. I would probably say that if the Eagles are healthy, they could give the 49ers a run. But, mm-hmm. you know, if the 49ers are running, which are are kind of if the 49ers are, you know, still the front runners here and the Eagles have their troubles, I think that their path to Super Bowl is pretty easy as well. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but. 
I if there was one team though, and I know we talked about favorites, but if there's one team that out of each conference that you think could surprise some people, what would that what who would those teams be? I think maybe out of the AFC, I could see the Chargers surprising people. Okay. I feel like Justin Herbert, he is very talented. He's he's a star quarterback. And I think that I don't know if it's stacked in their favor. Um they're going against the Jags this week. I think that could be a win for them. Then they have to face Kansas City. I don't know that they'd be able to hold up there, but I feel like it would be a surprise and it's not completely out of the picture to see mm-hmm. that pulling through. NFC, uh, I feel like the Giants would be a surprise to see them go far, and I think they could do it. They're against Vikings this week. I think they could pull that win. Um, Again, I don't know how they would hold up going to the next round, but – I think from either side, those two would be my biggest surprises. Yeah, I was going to say probably the Giants as well. I think that um, they definitely, I think, could get hot. I mean, they're probably the team that I'm going to root for going through the rest of these playoffs. Um, And then, yeah, AFC side, I think, I mean, it's going to depend if, has Lamar been activated for the playoffs or is he going to be, or is he shut down? I don't know. I I don't know if it's been definitive yet. Yeah. I mean, if Lamar Jackson's able to get back, then I think, you know, if, and he's at 100%, I think that, you know, they could surprise some teams and really make a push. But, um, yeah, the Chargers definitely could be an interesting team, but they also did just lose Mike Williams in that game against the Broncos. Yeah. So that's tough. Yeah, that's definitely a tough loss. But um, I'll say if the Ravens can get Lamar back, I think that they could be a dangerous team down the stretch. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that so those are my picks. It'd be the Giants and the Ravens. Um, who knows what could happen? But um, you know, obviously that's that that's the fun of the NFL playoffs. Hopefully, uh, you know, there can be some upsets. Um, after the after the divisional round, I usually do kind of a it's usually a play of the it's well after the wild card round rather. I usually do a play. It's of the uh, divisional round to the AFC Championship and then the Super Bowl kind of a bracket prediction. So, um, I love doing that every year. Hopefully, I can uh you know, not completely get it wrong and actually have some yeah. sort of a chance this year. Um, <laughs> mm-hmm. But Noel, um, we are now approaching the end of this episode. And I just want to say thank you again for once again, hopping on and, you know, you know, providing some commentary. You did a great job today. Um, we're again, thank you so much for, thank you so much for being here. Yeah. Super fun. Thanks so much for having me. Yeah. So we are now down to the wire, which means that we're going to wrap up what we talked about in this episode. But first, um, if you guys are not following down the wire at this point, what are you guys doing? We're available everywhere. You guys can stream podcasts, whether that be on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, all those streaming platforms. You can also watch the show on YouTube as well as, uh, you know, follow, you know, us for all updates on our Instagram at down dot to the wire again at down dot to the wire on Instagram. Noel, I'll let you uh, shout out some of your socials as well. Yeah, you can follow my TikTok at NFL Noel and my Instagram is just Noel dot D'Amico. Yeah. Again, Noel, thank you so much for uh, thank you so much for coming on today. We talked about the college football national championship between Georgia and TCU. We talked about the Patriots and uh, the Patriots season, unfortunately, coming to an end against the Buffalo Bills this Sunday. Uh, the future of Aaron Rodgers. We talked about Cliff Kingsbury uh, parting ways with the Arizona Cardinals, as well as the future of the NFL playoffs and our picks to really come out of each conference. Um, once again, it was a great time talking with Noel today. Um, it was fantastic having her on. Um, but you know, unfortunately that's the end of this episode. So without any further ado from down the wire, I'm Brian Costa and I'm Noel D'Amico and we hope you guys have a great rest of your day. Take care and peace out. W J M F radio.